What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Weekly Struggle Podcast. I am, of course, your host, Caden Henninger. Today, we're going to be doing a short episode, and it's just going to be me. I just wanted to do an episode strictly on coping with anxiety, because that is something that I personally struggle with a lot every single day, several times a day, and it's frustrating. And I know there's a lot of people out there that can relate and are in the same exact boat, some that are worse off, some that are not nearly as bad. But I have written down here, I have five more temporary coping strategies um, for people that have more sporadic anxiety throughout the day. And, you know, they're getting all annoyed because it gets in the way of, you know, your your daily routines or just gets annoying throughout the day and it doesn't let you focus on the tasks you're trying to complete. So I have five more temporary coping strategies and then I have a good solid eight strategies that are more of a long-term coping strategy. All right, so suppose your anxiety is focused on a situation such as like worrying about an upcoming event per se And in that case, you may notice symptoms are short-lived and usually subside after that anticipated event is done and over with. And then then you're good for a while, and then next event, you get all anxious or, or even, like, say you're starting a new job or, like, you've already had this job, but you get anxious before going to work, whatnot. So here's these uh, five more temporary strategies. So let's kick it off with number one. I have question your thought pattern. So basically, unhelpful thoughts can take root in your mind and distort the severity of the situation. One way to challenge, uh, one way is to challenge your fears. Ask yourself, are these fears even real? And then see where you, see where you can regain your control. But If you feel like you can't control what's happening, try to control how you respond, uh, respond to it because that's where, that's where your power really is. And, uh, you know, if you're reacting to things drastically and freaking out about it, it's just going to make your anxiety worse. And then you could end up, you know, in a deep depression because you, you don't feel like you have any control of anything that's going on in your life. So try to try to change your thought process or at least like take note of how how you're 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 thinking about things. And then so let's go on to number 2. Practice focused deep breathing. Measured breathing practices can help you manage immediate feelings of anxiety. Try breathing Try breathing in for four four counts and breathing out for four counts for five minutes total. We'll get we'll get into this more um, in the long term coping strategies because this is also another one for more long term stuff. But so basically, breathe in, breathe in for four seconds, breathe out for four seconds for five minutes total, and then by evening out your breaths, you'll slow your heart rate down which will help keep you calm. But the 478 technique 
is another popular breathing pattern for anxiety management. That's in for four seconds, you hold your breath for seven seconds, and then you exhale for eight. So the the four seven eight technique can also help you induce sleep. So, you know, you slow your heart rate way down and you know it's it's gonna make you tired. So that also helps. Alright, so moving on. Number three, I'm not really that much of a fan on this one. Using aromatherapy. There is there's limited research that aromatherapy can help reduce feelings of anxiety in some settings, but aromatherapy practitioners are supporters often report many many benefits of aromatherapy whenever or whether they're in essential oil form incense or a candle natural scents like lavender or sandalwood or all those foofy foofy candles and whatnot i'm not really a big fan of it never really been into it i know people people take those essential oils and they put them in like diffusers and then it's you know, it's like blowing vape clouds all over your house with essential oils. And I guess those limited research, you know, shows that it does help keep you calm. But I've never, I've never really been a fan. Never really paid attention to it. Never really tried it. So moving on. Number four. This is a good one. This can work for also long term. Also, if you make it a routine. But number four is exercise. Sometimes the best way to stop anxious thoughts is to leave a situation and get your ass moving. Focusing on your body and not your mind may help relieve your anxiety. And I, I mean, I say may, but I'm a strong believer of that, even though I'm not, a, I'm not a big exerciser. I do like to be somewhat active, like riding dirt bikes and stuff, but I haven't done that in a while. Work's kind of consumed my life and the kids and family. But, you know, focus on your body and not your mind. Don't let those thoughts in your brain. But, I mean, like low-impact exercises help a lot. Like walking or, I don't know, many guys that like to do yoga. But yoga, tai chi, I don't even really know what that is. Uh, But they can often help people reduce stress and manage anxiety symptoms. But I mean, for more like, you know, I've kind of thought about maybe like a punching bag or like find stuff that you can that you can break. Because, I mean, I've done that, but breaking stuff's kind of kind of makes a mess. But yeah, um, just getting some quick exercise can help boost your mood and calm your nerves. You know what I mean? But anywho, that was number four, so this now brings us to number five. Number five is grounding techniques. Grounding yourself, grounding your mind. So, grounding techniques, uh, such as like journaling and using the 333 rule can often help calm your immediate feelings of anxiety. And uh, the 333 rule, that's basically just where you, you name three things, three things you can see. Three sounds you can hear in that moment, and uh, three things you can touch, and write those down. Writing down what's making you anxious 
uh, gets it out of your head and it can make it less daunting. And then you basically you'll be reading your thoughts and feelings and that'll be able to help you take stock of your emotions in that moment. This helps this also helps you better understand the situations and events that are causing you all of that anxiety and you know it, it'll help you cope with it. Wow. I'm currently barricaded in the closet cuz it's like the only room in this apartment that doesn't echo and uh my son Colton just came in and slid a little notepad under the door. It's a little drawing Two stick figures. One dude's wearing a hat. I guess that's me. And he's the uh, he's the other stick figure. Oh, he's got his little little hand under the door asking for it back. All right, buddy. I'll have to post a picture of this on uh, on the stories. Here you go, bud. But anyway, so those were the five more temporary band aids to coping with your anxiety more in the moment. And so now we're gonna move on to the eight long term strategies for coping with the anxiety. So, if anxiety is a regular part in your life, like it is for me, it's important to find coping strategies to help you kind of keep it in check. So, if you're unsure of where to start, you know, you could discuss options with a mental health professional like like what I did, and they might suggest something that you haven't thought of trying before. Um, but I would definitely take the steps... Uh, before getting prescribed medication, some people it's really severe and the, you know, the doctors will strongly push and push and push and push for you to get on medications. But with people that, you know, they don't have that severe of symptoms where these five other, you know, more temporary coping strategies where those could help them, but then they skip straight to shoving pills down your throat. And, you know, medicate and isolate, medicate and isolate. That's what they do with a lot of, a lot of retired vets that have, you know, traumatic brain injuries and they just shove pills down their throats, which I I honestly think is absolutely ridiculous. But, but yeah, use the techniques before resulting to getting prescribed medications, unless you know that it's actually really severe and, you know, some medications can actually help you, but, you know, we'll get to that. So, uh, where was I? Oh, so number one, identify and learn to manage your triggers. This is a big one. You can identify your triggers on your own or you could, you know, use a therapist, find a good one that you can connect with, which I haven't, I haven't done yet, but I'm trying, trying to. But sometimes your triggers are obvious and sometimes they're not, they're not so obvious. It took me a while to figure out some of my triggers, but, um, like people yelling, kids screaming, crying. I found out that that actually triggers me and makes me have to leave the room. So anyway, the most common anxiety Triggers like work, relationships, you know, stressing about money, stressing about all sorts of other things in your life, Um, withdrawing from drugs or other medications, that'll cause you anxiety. Been there, done that. Trust me on that one. 
side effects. Anxiety is like a big side effect for a lot of other prescription medications. I've also been there. Um, post-traumatic stress. That's a big one. That will most definitely cause people anxiety. Chronic pain. Um, been there, done that. Broke my leg. Still hurts all the time. That'll give you anxiety. And another big one is caffeine. Some people, you know, I'm a big coffee drinker. I, I don't know if that's, it could be a big part in my anxiety. Um, but caffeine's a pretty big one. But uh, everyone has different triggers. But identifying them is one of the most important steps to coping with and managing anxiety attacks. So I've been trying to take note of all my triggers. And like I said before, trying to control how I react to them instead of just freaking out, take a second and think about it and then try to control how you react to it. But anyway, uh, number two, trying therapy. Different psycho psychotherapies can help you better understand your anxious feelings and develop coping strategies. Um, helps people learn different ways of thinking about and reacting, reacting to anxiety-causing situations. Um, but I don't know, even just going to see a counselor and kind of talking about it can definitely help you. But, so, number three, I think, should be the last resort in most instances, and that is asking your doctor about medications. Um, if your anxiety is super se- severe and your mental, your mental health professional believes that you'd benefit from medication, there are several directions you could go, depending on your symptoms. But if you're going to be talking to a doctor, I would definitely discuss all your concerns first before taking medications. But, I mean, the most common medications are SSRIs and SNRIs. Um, And SSRI is basically selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Um... And uh, SNRIs is serotonin norepinephrine reuptake inhibitors. I'm not really, I'm not really a scientist or a doctor, so I don't really know what all that means. I just know it has something to do with increasing your serotonin. But you know the main the main medications for anxiety nowadays are like Zoloft, Prozac, Lexapro, and Effexor. I was on Zoloft and it worked. It worked really well. Uh, it worked pretty good for me, but it was making me tired. So I would start. I started taking it at night, but then it made it really hard for me to wake up in the mornings. And I do remember, however many years ago it was, I took Prozac, and this was years ago. Uh, I think before I had that whole drug problem, drinking, whatnot, before rock bottom, 
and I was on Prozac. And then it's actually kind of a a funny story. I think I was like 15 or 16. And uh, it had a side effect that I did not like. And that was ED, erectile dysfunction. So basically, I, you know, one day I just sent my mom a text and it was like, hey, um, I'm not taking this Prozac anymore because, yeah, and I kind of tried to leave it at that. But then pretty sure she was like, oh, why? I'm like, well, I Googled the side effects and I'm experiencing the number one side effect. And then she's like, oh, okay. So I think I got off of that and I started taking like valerian root or something. And I think that might have helped me for a while. Uh, But now, like fast forward, I got on Zoloft. And then they switched me when I complained about not being able to wake up. And it made me tired. So now I'm on Lexapro. I'm on a low dose of that. And that's actually been working very well. Um, But, yeah, so there's SSRIs, SNRIs. And then benzodiazepines. And then there's, uh, then there's tricyclics, antidepressants. Those are more of an older, an older antidepressant from like the eighties or nineties or something. They're not many people are taking those anymore, but, uh, apparently those ones can have a lot of side effects, but the tricyclics, they work better for certain conditions of crippling depression. So that is an option for, for if you're having crippling depression where you, there's a whole bunch of different types of depression, but like where you feel like you have no emotion or you feel like you can't get out of bed or do anything. So, um, yeah, so that brings us to number four which I definitely don't really do, but a lot of people do. Um, And that is do routine meditation. Um, While this takes some practice to do successfully, mindful meditation when done regularly may eventually help train your brain to manage anxious thoughts when they arise. So if sitting still... And concentrating is difficult. You could try starting to do like yoga or walking meditations. Many, many free guided meditation apps are available that you can use to start. I mean, a lot of people use those like calming sounds and whatnot apps, but I don't know. I'm not really a big meditation guy. Never tried it. Not sure... Not really sure if I'm going to, but this brings us to number five. And this goes back to the 333 rule, which was, you know, writing down, writing down the three things that you see, the three things that you hear, the three things that you can reach out and touch. So... That's, you know, going back, that's writing things down 
and getting your anxious thoughts out of your head and putting them on paper so you can read your thoughts and better understand the situations and events that are causing your anxiety. So, keeping a journal. It can be helpful to create a habit of writing your thoughts down in a journal daily. The process of writing things down, uh, writing thoughts down itself can be calming for most people. I've tried it. It works. I have been slacking. haven't done it much. Just been busy trying to do this podcast. But journaling, it can really be a long-term benefit for helping your anxiety. Especially if you're doing like emotion-led journaling. So basically you're, you got all these emotions, you know, brewing up in your in your body, in your head, and you just put the pen to the paper and just get it all out there. That that can reduce your anxiety, depressions, or just feeling of distress. Anyway, so journaling. Yeah, okay, so now we're moving on to number six. So we got two more to go after this one. So number six is socializing. I know that might... That might not seem kind of right because a lot of people, you know, when they're anxious, it stems off into social social anxiety. But then again, everybody is different. Some people experience social anxiety. Um, but spending time with family and friends regularly very well could help you manage your anxiety. I know it definitely helps for me uh, being with the ones that I love and care about. And can share all of, you know, they all know about my anxiety. And it it really helps. But socialization can help relieve stress. And, you know, kind of encourage the feelings of laughter, togetherness. And decrease your your feeling of loneliness. Um, believe it or not, though, socializing can help you become more resilient to stress in the long run. So... Yeah, that's kind of my take on socializing. I know sometimes it's sometimes it's really tough for me though. Like I'll I'll go to the store or something and somebody'll try to strike up a conversation with me and I'm like, "Man, I got to I got to go." Or I'll just like pretend like I don't hear him or I'll just try to avoid people at all costs. But I'm sure a lot of people can relate relate with that. Like sometimes I just feel like, oh man, I hate people, but truly I don't. I mean, there are terrible people out there that, you know, I do hate, but anyway, let's move on. So number seven, we're basically going back to the whole exercising thing, um, which is just staying active. Exercise regularly. Get enough sleep. Stay connected to people who care about you. Those are great ways to starve off or just starve off, stave off anxiety symptoms. So exercise in particularly, or particularly can have a positive impact on managing your anxiety. Like go on a hike, go for a run, walk even, go lift weights, go hit a punching bag, anything, anything to get your heart pumping and, you know, 
release some energy. Go burn some calories. So when you're out there, you're whether you're out in the woods, out in the wilderness, doing whatever, you know, that's occupying your mind. You're focusing on focusing on your body and not your mind. So that's a good way. I'd like to start getting more into that. I mean, we have a gym here and I still have yet to use it. And we've been here for like three months. Slacking. Slacking hard. Slacking hard. Uh, but uh, let's move on to number eight. And that is diet or supplements. Or both. And uh, that's one that I struggle with pretty bad. Is my diet. It's not the greatest. A lot of, uh, a lot of TV dinners. And, you know, a lot of like quick meals and stuff. So, this is one that I really need to work on, and that's changing your diet or and or taking supplements is a long-term strategy. So, uh, research shows that certain supplements and foods can play a positive role as part of a broader anxiety treatment. That's one that I grabbed off of uh, the internet, because I kind of looked more into the whole diet and supplements thing. Because like I said, I'm not a doctor. I don't really know much about that aspect of it. Because I've never really tried it. Um, But like omega-3 fatty acids, ashwagandha, drinking green tea, valerian root, kava kava, whatever the hell that is. I have no idea. But it sounds interesting. Might have to look into that one. But obviously, if you're if you're taking like uh, other medications and or antidepressants or what have you, probably should ask your doctor about whatever supplements you plan on taking because they might react in different ways. So keep that in mind. But anyway, that is it. Those are the eight long term strategies for coping with anxiety so to close this thing out um i'm just gonna circle back and you know just relist the five more short-term strategies and then i'll relist the eight long terms so you know for the short terms you know question your thought pattern practice practice your uh and focused deep breathing um, aromatherapy, um, exercise, number four, you know, that goes with long-term as well. And number five is grounding techniques. And for the long-terms, uh, identify and manage your triggers. You could try therapy, uh, medications, meditation, Journaling, socializing, keeping active, just like number four of the short term. That shouldn't even be in short term because it works for long term. Um, and then change your diet for and or take supplements. But anyway, anxiety is always, uh, might always be a part of your life, but it shouldn't overtake your day to day. You know, there's... Many things you can do to manage 
immediate and long-term anxiety anxiety feelings or anxious feelings. Some home remedies could help, but mental health professionals, you know, they they could be that could be a good thing to utilize cuz they can they can help kind of guide you in the right direction or like seeing a therapist. Um they could help you they could help you identify your triggers if you can't identify them yourself cuz I know some triggers are, you know, they're they're hard hard to see. So <sighs> but anyway, I hope that you guys can utilize these or give them a try and let me know. Let me know which ones work best for you. Um, I know there's some of these that I need to do, I need to try, and uh, some of them that I have been trying that I know actually help for me. So give them a try. Let me know which, which ones work best for you. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, guys, well, thanks for listening. Um, stay tuned for tomorrow's episode. Gonna be, actually, I'm gonna keep it a secret. Uh, but yeah, you guys will, you guys will see. But anyway, um, I hope this helped. If you, if you guys would like to be on the show, uh, shoot me an email. Uh, at the weekly struggle podcast at gmail.com and I will get back to you as soon as I can. Um, but currently, you know, we're located in Washington. So if you're out of state and don't think you can make a trip all the way over here, we can do it over the phone. Audio on your end might not be the greatest, but I mean, radio shows do it all the time. So why the heck can't we do it? So, anyway, thanks for listening, guys, and we will catch you guys on the next one. Later.